Hallelujah. He is risen. Amen. Stand with us this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, I am so glad to see you. Amen. Even on this cold Easter morning, but he is alive today. Amen. Amen. My Redeemer lives this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand.
alive. Lord, we thank you, God, first off for the cross, though. Lord, for it wasn't for what you did on the cross where you bled and died for our sins that we may have eternal life with you, Lord. We would be forever lost in our sin. But because of what you did before you were resurrected, because of what you did on the cross, Lord, we are thankful today and grateful because we have life eternal in you this morning. Lord, may you be forever lifted high in Jesus' name.
say it together, church. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Let's say it like we mean it. He is risen. He is risen indeed. As they continually play, turn around and shake your neighbor's hand this morning. Assembly of God Church this morning. I already feel the presence of the Lord. Can you say, look at your neighbor and say, He's still alive. Amen. He is alive. You may be seated in the house of the Lord this morning. What a beautiful resurrection morning. Hallelujah. The, uh, how many of y'all seen that little frost this morning that looked like it came out? If some already, you've already planted flowers, I don't know what, what happened to them, but what a beautiful resurrection, uh, morning. So glad you're with us in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, I want just a couple announcements. Next Sunday, Aaron Nicholas will be with us. He is a, uh, one of our youth directors out of the Potomac District. He will be here next Sunday ministering to the youth and young adults. We had such a great service the last time he was here, so uh plan to be here next Sunday for that. Pastor John is starting up our youth group class next Sunday evening from 4 to 6, and he said, I'll tell all the young people to come hungry. So... Amen. Let's give Pastor John and the youth class a hand this morning. Yes. 
And if you're here very for the very first time or second time uh, this morning, right in the back when you leave, we have a wonderful book uh, to give you. It's got a little gift certificate in it, but it's called The Unshakable Standing Strong When Things Go Wrong. So, amen. Stand strong and be unshakable when things go wrong. So that is in the back on my left-hand side at the de uh, welcome desk. Somebody will be back there uh, to hand you that book. And it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful book. Praise the Lord. Let's say it again. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Now, now say it like you're hollering at your wife or your husband, or your boyfriend, or your girlfriend, or your boss that you don't like. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Okay, that's better this morning. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We come this Easter uh, Sunday, and we look at the book of 1 Corinthians, and the Apostle Paul he uh, brings us in 1 Corinthians around this thought pattern. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 15 and verse 14. It says, If Christ has not been risen, then our preaching is worth nothing, and your faith is worth nothing. What Paul is saying in this thought process is, either Christ is, is alive or he is not alive. Either Christ is alive or he is a lunatic. Either he is alive or he is not alive. If you're taking notes this morning, the number one thing is our entire faith comes down to one event. Our, our, end time, our, our, our entire faith of what you and I believe about Christ comes down to this one event. is the event of the resurrection. Either it happened or it didn't happen. For if Christ has not been risen from the dead, then the gospel being preached is not the truth and the believer's faith has no foundation. Which means our doctrine of what we believe of the resurrection, of what our faith is built on, is a lie if the resurrection has not happened. Which means the preaching of this wonderful gospel of the resurrection has been misled by many to the hearer's ears. But what if Christ has been risen, which He is, then everything is subject to Him. He is Lord of all, Master of all, and He is King of all, and He is victorious over all. The truth, the tomb is empty. There is no decay of the body to be found because Jesus has rose again from the grave. So Luke pins this in Luke chapter 24, and he says it like this. Very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, and they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. 
So they went in, but they didn't find the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bound and, and bowed their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember that He told you back in Galilee that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that He will one day rise again on the third day. Let's say it all together. He has risen. He has risen indeed. By the way, did you know that when someone that is very famous or is a world changer, that there is a memorial most of the time set up for them? Think about George Washington, our first president. Undoubted, one, one of the greatest um, leadership figures of all time. There's a memorial set up for him. How about Abraham Lincoln? He set the slaves free. There is argument that he might have been the greatest president that has ever lived up to this point. There's the memorial of Queen Elizabeth of 96 years old that the world fell in love with. But Christ, is not in the tomb. Christ is not in the tomb. He's not in the grave. He is not dead because our Lord Jesus Christ is alive. In fact, there were 500 eyewitnesses who interact with Jesus after He rose from the grave. The Apostle Paul penned this very clear in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and he says, Let me now bring to remembrance or to your mind, you dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. I passed on to you that the most important of what has already been passed on to you, Christ died for our sins. Just as the Scripture said, He was buried, he was risen from the dead on the third day. He was seen by Peter and then by the twelve. And after that, he was seen by more than five other, uh, 500 followers at that one time. Most of them are still alive. And then he was seen by James and later by the apostles. What Paul is saying to the Corinthian readers, listen, the resurrection is a big deal. The resurrection is not a fabrication. The resurrection that He is alive and He is well is a real historic event that happened. Paul testified that after three days in a tomb, a body that was once a corpse began to have life throw through it again. A heart that had not been beating all weekend long was now beating again. 
A brain that was completely shut down began to function again. Lungs began to inhale and exhale the Galilean air again. A body that was carried into the tomb by others, the flesh and bones and body of the Galilean, has now exited the tomb under its own power. And now over 500 people already have seen Him. The resurrection has happened. He's alive. He's alive indeed. Peter Williams wrote in his book called Can We Trust the Gospel? He writes, It is hard to imagine and have belief in a risen Jesus getting very far if one easily point to the grave in which He was still present. If Jesus is not alive, why did Paul allow himself to be beheaded for the cause of Christ? If Jesus is not alive, why when Stephen was stoned to death, did he look up? And he said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Did he die for a lie? Did Paul die for a lie? What about the twelve disciples? The way they died. Did they die for a lie? No. It is the truth. He is alive and He is alive forevermore. Hallelujah. So pastor, you've proved your point that He is alive. We're all tuned in now to the radio station WIIFM. What's, what's in it for me? If He's, if he's uh, alive and well, then what's in it for me. Christ dies and rose again to give every one of us hope. Maybe you're here this morning and or maybe sometime in your life, could you raise your hand and say that you have felt hopeless? Somewhere in our life, sometime or another, we have felt the feeling of hopelessness. I don't think there is any worse feeling than you can have than to feel hopeless. People commit suicide because they feel what? They feel hopeless. That's why we exist as a church. To open the door to the community where they can find hope from the risen Savior. It's not about the assembly of God, what's on the sign out there. It's not about another worship song. It's not about another sermon. What we're about here at this church that somebody walks in this building that has gone through a week of feeling hopeless. And they walk in here and they find the hope through Jesus Christ. But the truth is, 
our lives are just like the child that cannot get enough Easter eggs in their basket. Now, have you ever, maybe, maybe your child or you've seen someone else's child that their, the Easter eggs has been hid and you let the kids loose and they just go everywhere. And, 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 and there's always one kid, there's always one, that the bucket's full, but they're not happy because their friend found one more. And they're upset because their friend found what? One more Easter egg. You know, we're no different. He's alive. And He wants to satisfy this eternal soul. But you know what? We just got to find one more Easter egg. And we just got to get one more piece of candy. We just got to have a we just got to have a little more money. You know, once we get more money, ah, that's not a that's not enough. I got to have a I got to have a better career. I mean, my career just my career is not enough. I just want to go a little a little higher, so maybe Maybe my career going up, I'll, uh, I'll feel satisfied. But I still don't have enough Easter eggs in my, my basket, so I'm going to get another one. And I just want a bigger house. A bigger house to do it. Will a bigger house not do it? It must, it must not. Now what's really popular is let's build a 800 square foot house, the tiny house. Right? Trying to feel, well, what about this? That's not enough, so I want, I've got to have more education. That'll fill this void, so I'm going to go after, I'm going to go after that. I'm going to eat, and I, I taste, and my soul does not. Oh, I know what'll, I know what'll fix it. I got it. In our culture and in our time, I've got it. Maybe just another partner will do it. <laughs> Feeling, trying to fill this void. That other partner will do it. Define my life. 
You know the world's sugar and carbs is going to fill my life. You know the, the, the sugar and carbs of this world just start making me sick. So what do we do when we see our kids? All they do is eat candy. Can't you control yourself? But we're not controlling ourselves, are we? We just think that just one more egg in life is going to fill this void. Just one more. And the carbs... And the sugar of this world doesn't fill that void. Have you made a have you made a mess of your life? Because I don't know about you, but there's times in my life that I've made a mess because I thought that I needed more of the things of this life when what Kevin needed was more of Jesus. Well, I got a good husband, Pastor. I got a good wife. I got a good boyfriend. I got a good girlfriend. But they're not Jesus. They're not Jesus. John 3, 16 and 17 says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in this risen Savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. If you got this stuff going on in your life, God is not here to condemn you. He's here to save you. And forgive you. But if salvation was all it was to the resurrection, God giving me life and life more abundantly, and saving me from eternal hell, that would be great. But that's not everything. He died on the cross and rose from the grave to give you and I help down here. I, I don't know about you, but I need help down here. Look at your neighbor and say, look at your neighbor and say, you need help. Zach, you're you're in trouble, buddy. I've seen you. You're you're you need help. Let's, let's say it together. Come on. I need some help here. I need to take my medicine. I need some help here. Amen. Christ dies and rose again to give you and I also help. 
Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 says, that I may know Him. That I may know the resurrection one. And by the power of His resurrection, to experience the fullness of His resurrection. He wants you and I to know Him in the now. So I wrote a few things down that Christ rose again to help you and I in the now. What about the stress of life? How many of you got some stress going on in your life right now? I mean, now let's be truthful. How many of you got some stress going on in your life right now? I mean, some of you here are just stressed to the max. How many of you know the resurrection one wants to help you with the stress in your life? David said in the book of Psalms, I am suffering and in pain. Rescue me, O God, by Your saving power, by Your resurrection power. If you're going through stress and anxiety this morning in your life, I come to tell you, the resurrection one, not another pill, not another drink, won't take care of it, church. But the resurrection one. What about guilt and shame? You're carrying around any guilt and shame in your life? This morning? I believe we all sometimes carry around guilt and shame, don't we? 1 John chapter 1 9 says, God is faithful and reliable. If you confess your sins, He forgives them and cleanses us from everything. Someone needs to hear this this morning. From everything you have ever done. What about addictions and bad habits? Have you been praying? Have you been trying to break a, a bad habit? Have you been trying to break an addiction? And you're struggling? The resurrection one is there to give you help. Quit struggling on your on your own. Come on, quit struggling on your own. Romans says, thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus, the resurrection one. How about some overwhelming problems in your life? I like to say this, you got problems and I got problems and all of God's children's got some problems. Amen? And sometimes those problems get overwhelming. Sometimes I can't handle those problems on my own. And I need the resurrection one to help me get through some stuff. Amen? I mean, I need the resurrection one just to get me through this life. I mean, if you've not noticed yet, this world's crazy. And if you've not noticed yet, it's getting crazier. That might not be good English, but it is getting crazier. And I need the resurrection one. What about worry and depression? Are you worrying about something that you have no control over? 
Are you worrying about something that you have no control over? Are you going through something so bad in life that now you have felt you have fell into a state of depression? Listen, this pastor is not against medicine. I'm not against counselors, Christian counselors. But I am saying this, nothing can help you if you're going through depression or you're going through oppression. There is nothing that can help you any greater than the resurrection one. First Peter says as they come to the music, because Jesus was risen from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including the future in heaven. And the future starts now. Do you know that if you're a Christian, that your future is bright? Amen. Do you know your future's bright? Do you know that you're not gonna you're not gonna die? You're just gonna fall asleep and go right into eternity? Amen. Your future is your future is bright before you. But if you don't know Christ, your eternity is already in progress. And can I tell you this morning, it doesn't look good for you if you don't know Christ. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 says, For if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. Let's stand this morning and let's sing this song with the with the worship team before I close this morning.
every head bowed and every eye closed. And maybe you're here and uh, you say, Pastor, I've been in so many words running after that next worldy egg. You know, that worldy carbs and sugar that I think that it's going to satisfy my life, but I keep coming up empty. I just keep coming up empty. With every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just slip up your hand this morning and you say, Pastor, I don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and this resurrection morning would be a great morning for you to give your life to Christ. Would you just slip up your hand and take it back down this morning? Praise the Lord. Would you say, you know, Pastor, I'm going through uh, stress in my life right now. I I'm just stressed out. And, and I need the risen Savior to give me strength in the here and now. Would you just raise your hand up? Oh, wow. Wow. You say, Pastor, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of guilt and shame in my life. And I want to be free from that guilt and shame this morning. Would you raise your hands? Would you just raise your hand? Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Maybe you've got an addiction going on in your life or a, a bad habit. And you'd raise your hand and you say, Pastor, I want to get that bad addiction and that bad habit out of my life. Would you just slip your hand up this morning? Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Maybe you're here and you said, oh, Pastor, I've got some overwhelming problems in my life right now, and I can't, I can't deal with them. Would you just slip your, slip your hand up? Wow, praise the Lord. What about maybe you say, Pastor, I am carrying all of this worry and all of this depression in my life right now, and, and I want this, this Easter Sunday morning, I want to get it all off of my life right now. Would you just slip up your hand this morning? Amen. Well, we got just a few minutes left, and every one of you that raised your hands, I'm going to ask you to take that second step with me this morning and come around the altar, and we're going to say a prayer before we exit this morning. If you'll just make your way around the altar, the ones that raised their hands this morning, if you'll just come up, and I need, I need some people up here to help. I need some people up here to help this morning. Come on, let's give them a hand this morning. I need some prayer partners up here this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I need some prayer partners up here to pray this morning. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. This is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I want to give you one more chance if you feel like the Lord's dealing with you this morning. Come around, just come on up to the altar. We're going to have a closing prayer around the altar here this morning. Come on, worship team. Hallelujah.
morning. This prayer of salvation, and then we're going to close with another prayer. Amen. Let's all say this together as, uh, as a church. Let's bow our heads and let's say it out together. Say, Heavenly Father, we believe in the resurrection Jesus. I admit that I am a sinner. I believe in my heart of the resurrection one, Christ Jesus. Forgive me of all of my sins and wash me in your blood. I will forever live for you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Now, hallelujah, let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. I want everyone to look at me this morning before we close in prayer. I want you to know how special you are through the resurrected one. Listen, if you had been the only one to be born upon the face of this earth in sin, Jesus Christ would have not opted out on an easier way. If he would have seen you and just you, which he did, he loves and cares for each and every one of us just like we are. If he wanted you to be someone else, he would have made you to, to be someone else. I just feel like the Holy Spirit is just saying, we got a few people in here this morning that just keeps comparing themselves to someone else. You don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. You are good enough through the eyes of Christ. You are good enough through the eyes of Christ. And for you guys that are dealing with sin in your life, well, welcome to Calvary Assembly of God because Pastor Kevin deals with it just like you do. You know why? Because the Bible says that, listen, we all have sinned. All of us. And come short of the glory of God. So you know what really happened when you walked through that door this morning? You just joined. Now, this is gonna, not going to sound very good on Easter Sunday. But you just joined up with a bunch of sinners that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. That have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I don't know about you, but I feel so much better this morning. The resurrected one. If you prayed that prayer with us this morning and you don't didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're just as saved as this preacher. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. I am.
I am so glad that you come to the house of God this morning. I'm so glad you came here because you drove by about 100 other churches to get here. So thank you for coming this morning. I want to bless you before we leave. May the Lord bless you. May God's face shine upon you. May God's face shine upon you. Rid of all that guilt, all of that shame. I'm not this and I'm not that. You're redeemed. by the blood of the Lamb that old rugged cross and now He's resurrected just for you. Isn't that so cool? Isn't that so cool that He resurrected just for you? He went to the cross just for you but He resurrected just for you. And if you guys don't get out of here I'll be preaching till tonight sometime. God bless you. You have a wonderful, wonderful weekend in the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hey, guys, before you leave, as you walk out the door on my right, uh, the ladies put a lot of hard work in, a photo booth out there. Okay? So make sure you get your picture taken. Pastor Steve is going to be out there. Okay? God bless you. And you have a great week in the Lord.